Everybody, welcome to the Kafufa Podcast, the only podcast with a theme song about Kohanim, but it's hosted by Lavia. I'm Joey Ella with my host, co-host, Tani Levitt. Tani, how you doing this fine Thursday evening? It's a good Thursday to podcast, Joey. This is, I think, my fourth podcast of the day, and I couldn't be more excited. This is definitely the one that I feel most invested in, and definitely the one that's going to be the most fun, though I do have some good stories from earlier today. Well, if it's your fourth podcast of this Thursday, then it objectively means it's a good Thursday to podcast. Well, it could be a bad Thursday to podcast, and I would still have to do it because it's my job. (laughs) It's true. Kapufal is your one and only obligation. (laughs) so true. Kafufal historian might be fifth on your list of obligations, but Kafufal potting is number one. Damn straight, Joey. Um, LCQ, and I know, and I know, I'm jumping ahead, but this one's crazy. If I told Not really you, LCQ is where we're starting. Yeah. Well, okay. So we'll get to Russia shutter soon. LCQ. If I told you that in one of my work podcasts. Um, we had to stop the recording because somebody who was on the call decided it was a good time to use a bathroom appliance. What bathroom appliance do you think he was using? I don't even know what a bathroom appliance is. Does he have a microwave in his bathroom? But I'm going to say earlier this week on Monday, I went to the bathroom at work probably around 7 p.m. And some guy shaves in the sink. So I'm going to say... That's the same thing happened to you, and some guy went because he had to shave. That is 50-50, not bad. You're definitely in the right direction. It was a shaver, but it wasn't just a shaver. It was a nose hair trimmer. He pulled oh, out, honestly, I get that. He pulled out a nose hair trimmer. He was in his office, and he just pulled out the nose hair trimmer and started doing it, and we had to stop the recording. It was crazy. I, 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 I was like, surely I'm hearing stuff. Like, there's no way that we could possibly be stopping this recording t- because someone is shaving their nose hairs without muting their mic. And, and then the guy who was, like, actually hosting the podcast is like, is somebody shaving? And then we had, like, a full minute conversation about this guy's nose hairs. It was crazy. Well, are they remarkable? I mean, they must be. They must uh, be remarkable. I don't think they're... Does he I don't think they're, in his pocket, the nose hair trimmer? Uh, it's, it was implied that his wife suggested he keep it in his desk and just use it occasionally when he's thinking about something else. Uh, I imagine that the nose hairs aren't remarkable, but they, they are, must be plentiful. Or at least long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got two LCQs for you. Hit me. I got two LCQs for you on this A Wonderful Thursday to podcast. Number I'm one. LCQ, in the history of the National Football League, which is 100 years old this year, if you haven't heard, yeah, how heard. many football players have been born in Silver Spring, Maryland, home of Confuffle? Like professional football players, NFL professional football players. How many NFL football players? How many NFL football players in the history of the NFL? The earliest one was drafted in 1985. The most recent one was drafted in 2014. How many football players were born in Silver Spring, Maryland? That's a good question. 
immediately my mind wanders to the high schools Dematha and Good Counsel. Good Counsel had like the number nine ranked uh, player in the in the country, like I don't know our junior year of high school. So, and Stefan Diggs went there. Oh yeah, I thought he went to yeah. uh, somewhere in Germantown. Makes sense. Well, we've all been around before. What's a good council? Quam. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna say you said how many? I'm gonna say four. Yeah. Because I definitely eight. Wow. Because I definitely don't know who they are. Okay, and who would you say? Just just guess a football player. It's not Stefan Diggs, but you're kind of close. Who is the best player born Silver Spring, Maryland, based on his NFL career? Uh, well, I I don't know any uh, NFL players born in Silver Spring. Did can I can I instead guess try to guess the high school? Was it also a good council alum? Um, this would require. Oh, oh, fine. I'll do a second Google. I'll do a second Google. Good, good. This that's, is that's good podcasting. Good no, honestly, it is good podcasting. The the other option is Dematha. Um, my bet is the other went to a good council of Dematha. And while while you're searching, um, I'm gonna guess. For anyone wondering, also just as a side note to get this out of the way, we are watching during the Nationals Dodgers game. By the way, I have some good Daniel content today. Can't wait. And the Rams Seahawks game. And for reference, where we are just in time in the real world. Todd Gurley just fumbled. The Seahawks picked it up. It's the second quarter. Nice. Uh, I need football updates because we'll I'm only watching this. We'll try to limit Tani's inane reactions. Okay, this guy went to Madano High School. McDono. Oh, McDonough. McDonough. That makes sense. Um, so I genuinely have no idea who this is. So I am going to guess Yannick Ngakwe. I'll tell you, he is. He went to the same college as Stefan Diggs, but had a much better draft pedigree. DJ Moore. He oh, Tory has Smith? a better draft, better draft pedigree than both of them, but the same position. Vernon Davis. No, sir. DHB Darius Hayward Bay. Oh, Darius Hayward Bay. Damn, damn. He was the original Maryland. We're all behind you. Dang. Wow. Well, you really got me there. Um, wow. <laughs> he went to okay. McDonough. Okay. And now I'm going to get you. Now I'm going to get you with a professional fucking transition. Yeah. Watch how I'm going to transition you. Right now we're in the LCQs. We're going to get to the Adler update. Watch how I get you there. Are you ready? Yeah, I guess I'll move the coffee table to later. Go ahead. And we could do the coffee table now. No, no, no. LCQ. No, no, no. no. I, it's not. It's not. We'll, 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 we'll hit it later. Okay. Last week, all three Adlers won. We are currently in week 69, nice, of Confuffle. Nice. When is the first time all three Adlers won a game the same week? And I'll give you this for reference, just for mathematical reference. Let's say, in a vacuum, any team has a 50% chance in any given week of winning. Correct? Yeah. So that means, in theory, three teams should win every eight weeks, right? Because it's 50% times 50% times 50%. So it should happen every eight weeks. When is the first time all three Adlers won in the same week? Last week. Week. You ready for this? You, you in the, yeah, I'm ready. You in the agenda? Hit me, hit me. Week 51. 51. Wow, you're just right? a, Joey. Joey, let me let me let me break the fourth wall for a second. Joey loves doing this thing for his LCQs where he puts the answer to his LCQs in white 
uh, white font so that like he he highlights it and then it appears and he thinks he's really like big reveal. Honestly, it's a solid reveal. Who am I kidding? <laughs> yeah, it is a good reveal, right? So that is the second to last week of the fourth year. It essentially took four entire years for all three Adler brothers to win in the same week for it to happen for the first time. I mean, Adine had like but, three wins in that in those seasons, so like that makes it particularly hard. Oh, sick. I'm playing and against then, Gurley this week. He fumbled. And then the next question, and then the next question is, how many times have all three won in the same week? So you know it's at least two, because you know it's uh, last I'm, week, he knows the other week. I'm going to say two, just because Adin loses so often. It's four, and wow. if you actually plug in the numbers for their actual winning percentages, and you multiply them all times each other, you would it, it's expected to have happened 3.45 times. So the fact that it happened for the fourth time this week is pretty um, accurate. Wow, math. That's that's honestly yeah, a great stat. Um, <laughs> and what about that professional fucking segue to get to the Adler update? No, it's really good, and and I love in in the uh, in the rundown. Joey asked the question: Is Gavi a dad by the time he's listening? I'm not sure about that, but I'll tell you one thing. Well, it's that also, my, it's two questions, right? Is it, yeah, is he a now? Is Gavi and a dad is, by the time we're recording? Yeah. And then B is he is at by the time he's listening. Do you think there so, would be any greater honor than um, Gavi and Sarah listening to this on the way to the uh, the, air, uh, the hospital as she's in labor? Like I don't think so. There's a zero percent chance that's happening. Yeah, but like, 0%. how proud would you be? How proud would you be? I'd be fucking proud. I'd be so proud. I don't know if it's an honor. If it's just something that. No, it's there it, to it's relax her. Ought, but I'm saying it's something that ought to happen. It's a Shonda. If we are not the, if, if we're not the first oh. thing that baby fork is listening to that's a shonda you know so i would be honored and humbled of course but right it's like if like when mike trout started bringing this to baseball but if mike trout wins the american league mvp he's gonna say oh i'm so humbled oh i'm so honored but if he yeah. didn't win he'd still say that's a bunch of fucking bullshit you know so it's kind of like that I, I i completely agree though i will say um the only thing i would accept for uh for fork to hear before she listens to the Confuful podcast is um, take me out to the ball game, um, just Why? Be, because I love baseball and it's a good way to. Introduce but what about "Thank God I'm a Country Boy" then? Oh, it's fucking true. I love "Thank God I'm a Country Boy." That's my goddamn national anthem. <laughs> Fuck the Star Spangled Banner. Fuck anything else that proclaims itself a national anthem. My goddamn national anthem is "Thank God I'm a Country Boy." Uh, I've been talking to my mom about this. I was like, "Does that make me a, a, a traitor?" I, I don't think so because it's more American than. than anyway, uh, well, what I do think, you think of "Sweet Caroline"? I really don't like it. Really, sung by a Jew. There are a lot and of it's songs. The Red Sox songs. I was at. I would. Yeah, I, I don't understand. A lot of teams have "Sweet Caroline" as a song. I was actually uh, at a meal over Rosh Hashanah, um, and someone was talking about how many Christmas songs are written by Jews, and it's not just Christmas songs. It's not just songs. Like all songs, like so many of them are written by Jews, especially the old school ones. So yeah, saying saying "Sweet Caroline" is written by a Jew, like okay, yeah, that's nice. It's. Uh, not 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 unlike the yeah of course you know really humbled that 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 a Jew had the opportunity to write a song that's played in all these stadiums but like okay yeah lots of Jews write songs now um, you know, I was playing a game with so I've spoken before about my coworker EJ who's a bigger Mets fan than you are a Red Sox fan or than Cardin is a Giants fan which is crazy and we were playing this game um, this week where the game was who has a higher record a Jew or a New York Met. Right, so it's like home runs in the season. Who has the higher Who has the higher number? Like Pete Alonso this year, or Hank Reberg's fifty-eight year, fifty-eight home run year? 
That's a and great then, like, game. We, we basically just went step by step. That's awesome. That's really awesome. There's, there's a lot of Kofax for receiver, as you might expect. That makes perfect sense. Um, so I, so I, I want to get back to Gabe, Gabe being a father for a second. So um, I, I was on the phone with my mom, and she and apparently Beth, my parents went to the Adlers for, um, for a meal, Gavi's mom. Uh, well, uh, I believe she has, say her oh. full name. Please. My bad. Emadler at gmail.com. So my mom and Emadler yeah. at gmail.com were conspiring against Gabe because uh, Gabe and Sarah because Gabe keeps t- texting Emadler at gmail.com things like, you won't believe what happened, and then following it up with something that happened about work. And she's annoyed that like he's sending stuff like that or like texting right after Shabbos to say things like, no baby. And it's like, you don't need to update me for no baby. So Ema Adler is mad at that. Ema Adler at gmail.com, of course. I think after you don't contact her for 25 hours, you should say no baby. Yeah, but like, so I, I, I don't know, like right that. after, right after, I, I don't know. But I, it's 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 not my place to, to say yes or no because she's the grandmother to be. But my mom is also like annoyed at Sarah because Sarah keeps Snapchatting her. Excuse me, got a burp. Well, Gabe did that thing today. I don't know if you got a Snapchat today of yeah at the doctor because he has a cold. Yeah, he double snaps me every time. He double snaps me too. <laughs> wait, wait, what's your second group? Because mine is me, him, and Sarah. It's called the Gabe Fan Club. Uh, mine is me, Cardin, and Gabe. It's called um, Gabe, G- Goon, and Gason. It's like Jason was spelled the G to no, have no, the no, alliteration. I, yeah, you have that on Facebook. I know. Um, okay. There's also, Gavi, with you don't Esser, have to double we have snap. Goblin, Goon, and Gason. Yeah, I know, I know. I was there. I was there for all this. Anyway, okay, uh, Gavi, we're ready for you to be a dad. Every, everyone's ready for Fork to be here. Um, at this point, it's on you to just get the drugs in and induce Sarah. Like, get going. Now, what is Gavi more excited for? Melvin Gordon's return or the arrival of his daughter? Talk to oh, me about it. that's a professional fucking transition. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's got to be Melvin Gordon, right? Cause... <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. He got Melvin Gordon for $6, right? Take, for example, uh, I'm not looking at offhand, but I think I would, I think like Jason paid like what, 18, 20 bucks for AJ Green? Yeah. Right? So Melvin Gordon's back before AJ Green and is better than AJ Green? Yes. And I mean, we don't, we're, we're going to look what happens, but it, um, the coach said that Melvin Gordon's going to be RB1 and. Uh, Eckler is going to go back to his role from last year. Yeah, I mean, if Eckler if Eckler's less so, than ten touches, Gavi's gonna. I mean, Gavi's already elite. You know, you ask, is Gavi elite in in the rundown? Absolutely, Gavi's elite. Honestly, at this point in the season, feel like he's my only real competition for the championship. Um, but that's a crazy thing to say at this point in the season. Especially no, I know, look like what you did. Look where you were through four weeks last season. You're you're absolutely right. I'm just saying, with the knowing the information we had now, if we were to start playoffs, like if if the next three weeks were playoffs, um, and and we were running out the teams that we have right now, I would only be afraid of Gavi, right? Like that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying about like, you know, like I, everybody's still in it. It's it's early, except for Jason. His team's really bad. But um, you Jason's know, I, team is really bad. Gavi's team is really good, and getting Melvin Gordon back. Um, you it's know, crazy. I, Plus, like, this He's going to be so smug when he listens to this. It's really upsetting. He's already above projections this week. Damn. Because Will Disley in the first half already has 8.5. Greg Zerline already has 7. Wow. 
Yeah, I mean, Gavi's Gavi's elite. And it's not just that. (laughs) Raise your hand at home if you didn't get a massive, like, three-for-one trade offer from Gabe. If you didn't, you're a loser because he offered everybody. (laughs) He offered everyone silly lopsided trades that, I don't know, it just don't make so much sense. Honestly, the trade he offered me was, like, fairly reasonable and i and i don't think it was an azure trade at all like i thought the, the one he offered me gavi offered me Phelan, james connor and larry fitzgerald for nick chubb and the only reason i think that it's not something for me to think about uh is because nick chubb is just an insane keeper if this was a, a no keeper situation i'd give it strong consideration because i think right now is connor at his lowest and i expect him to you know they're they're not going to be able to wildcat into 27 points uh, when they're playing anybody except for the Cincinnati Bengals in prime time. I mean, we all know that. So what you were saying about based on what we know now, Gabby's the only competition. Based on what we knew at the time of the draft, can you imagine anyone that's a bigger steal than what Melvin Gordon was when Gavi got him for six bucks? I mean, we knew then. Like, the second the second it was over, Gavi was licking his chops and, and you were crying, crying foul play. And it was, yeah, it's just it's just absolutely crazy that he was able to get him for that. Um, and like obviously, there's like bigger steals, like oh, if you're able to get Alvin Kamara his rookie year for one dollar or something like that. But just I mean, saying, like, based on what we already seen as the proven track record, it's it's absolutely crazy. I mean, good for Gavi. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, like uh, I, I'm definitely uh, biased in the things that I'm remembering right now. But getting Chris Godwin, who's wide receiver five on the season right now for 19, is looking pretty sweet. Um, obviously, yeah, that's not going to keep up. What he was expected to have gone for, like based on what we knew now, then. That oh, totally. Mike Evans, I'm just like, saying. What we knew makes... that was Mike Evans was number one, and Chris Godwin was two, not one B. So Absolutely. now that's look like we just didn't know that, right? Yeah. So, oh, I mean, that's it's not fair to say that like the the change in information between Chris Godwin and Melvin Gordon because at the time we really thought that Melvin Gordon could be holding out for for an extended period of time, and there was no reason to think that he was coming back this week. So like. I mean, you know, there's been a just tr- a tremendous change in the way we view both those players, and therefore both of them are steals. Um, let's move on. Um, while we're on the topic of um, outlying teams, let's let's move from the top to the bottom. Jason's team. Nice. I'm just I'm I'm reading I'm reading now. Jason's team is just god awful right now. Worst ever. <laughs> He's still like only it's... one game back. What does the yeah, cluster? That's what... <laughs> Joey, I'm literally reading your words. <laughs> And you're cutting me off. Anyway, fine. fine. Yeah. Read my words. You yeah, can no, read my no, words. I'm done. I'm done reading I, I your words. We're supposed to break and talk. That's how agendas work. I know. I know. I'm just. I'm just, I'm just playing around. But Jason's team is really bad. Uh, I mean, the crazy thing. Well, you know, we the were talking. That, yeah, we were you're talking, about to say what I'm about to say. We were talking with Enemy the podcast, Joel Hyman, J.K. Whoa, 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 J. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said J.K. J.K. Good Enemy friend of the, the father podcast. to be. Enemy of the father to be. That's true. Enemy of the father to be. And Daniel. And uh, true. True. Okay, so enemy of the podcast. Enemy of the podcast. I'm okay with it now. Yeah, you can talk uh, me into it. Enemy of a portion of our listeners, a definite friend of the podcast. It's not important. Anyway, we were talking to Joel about how crazy it is that Saquon's coming back. I mean, literally the only thing that could save Jason's season is Saquon coming back like yesterday and scoring 81 points a day for the rest of the season to match every dollar Jason spent on him. I mean, that's the only way he can make the playoffs. But I'm just going to read you Jason's bench right now and the letters right next to their names, okay? Please. Terry McLaurin, questionable. TJ Hawkinson, questionable. Saquon Barkley, Borchashan, doubtful. Um, Josh Allen. this week? 
No, just uh, I wish. I'm playing Jason um, week six, so next week I- I'm really hoping that Saquon Barkley stays out till then, so he could properly heal and become the, the exciting dynamic football player we all wanted to be. Obviously, I don't wish for him to have a sustained injury. So, um, Josh Allen questionable. Golden Tate is back, but he's been um, suspended for the season so far. Darius Geis is on IR. Tyreek Hill is questionable. AJ that's, Green is out. That's brutal. Right? There's not, not a single guy without a letter next to his name on his bench, which includes two filled IR spots. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really tough. And, 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 and Jason was forced into this strategy by his insane homerism. We have no new information to share here. Pretty much every week we talk about this. And every week since Jason, I mean, since we've had a podcast and since we've had power rankings, we've brought up the fact that Jason's an enormous homer and it clearly gets in the way of his fantasy production. And we are all fine with that because A, it gives us content and B, when he does stupid shit like this, it means we have an easy win. Agree? Do you agree? I would agree, but you're cutting in and out. Oh, shit. Um, where the hell is the recording? I'm pretty sure that... Yeah, the nice thing is I've been... Uh, I, I've been... I've been uh, coming in Jacking loud and off, clear. You know. I've been loud and clear on the recording, so I can, I, I can work around this. Um, Joey, uh, before we continue the Adler update, Dean's up next. Do you want to hit the ad break? Yes, sir. We at the Confuffle Podcast like to have fun, but sometimes it's more important to take stock of your life. That is why we want to remind you that next week is Yomadin. Yomadin is the day to reflect on what's really important, anonymous <laughs> sex. Also known as Yom Stripper, on Yomadin, we do not eat or drink, only slurp. We do not wear leather, rather silk and velour. <laughs> and we do not bathe, for our bodies are to be one with nature. So this year, before Yomadin culminates with the Neola service, when you get on your knees and bring this awesome day to its completion. Remember that this is that life is more than a side quest. You have a Dean seating starting at five thousand dollars. <laughs> Alright, Joey, I have a, I have a, I have a couple um, hypotheticals for you. One, if you were to um, be the president of the show uh, in a show that is uh, So we impeach Saul Newman, future Kafufa listener? Okay, not of KMS, on. not of KMS, of a show that that uh, celebrates Yom Adin, as we just had in the podcast. What would your uh, Yom Kippur, uh, Yom Adin appeal be? What it's would Yom you Adin be or Yom, It's Yom Adin or Yom Stripper. Perfect. What would your Yom Stripper appeal be for? I mean, my appeal like, for the Kahila? You no, know, the like the the, the tzedakah appeal. You know, in, before before the before the big kneeling ceremony, you know, the president of the show gets up and and says, uh, you know, this year in our congregation, we are really focused on you know, in some shows they they say the yeah, youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's obvious what I, I think it's obvious what mine would be for. Tell us. Um. Well. I don't know if you know this, but I mean, we've been very fortunate to come from nice families that provide us with what we need. We never went hungry. Um, we were able to go to a Jewish day school, Baruch Hashem. Our families were able to provide for us. But out there, there are uh-huh. thousands, hundreds of thousands of Jews that don't have the basic essentials, such as a proper peg, dildo, dildo or strap-on. And that would be, we would just need to raise money to give the, give the, the youth 
what they really need to achieve. Speaking of which, I really thought at the Neela services. I really thought that that picture of the girl on Tinder who said she pegged one uh, the the musical engineer for this uh, the Black Keys would get more traction. We don't need to like. I just thought that would get more. <laughs> that was crazy. He shit over her, all over her apartment, and that's why she's in Nashville. I, I don't get it. Um, I, I have one more question for you before before we get to Adin's team. Um, you know, in addition to Yom Stripper, Yom Adin, Yom Hadin is uh, coming up soon, Yom Kippur. Um, and in, uh, in the history of the Kumfufu podcast, Joey, you said some really abhorrent things. If you could take back one thing that you've said on the Kumfufu podcast over the past two years, what would it be? Um, I don't remember one thing off the top of my head, but... I'm pretty sure I've said some horrible things. Uh, it's definitely related to Gavi. I don't know if the most horrible thing I've said is about his parents or his his wife or child, but it's, it's got to be something like it's some, something something in that something in that area. Uh, I'll just I'll be. just add to I'll just add to the options of things you can choose from. You definitely came out as pro cancer. Um, no, I'm not pro cancer. <laughs> I'm just saying that some cancers aren't as bad as some other things. Right? If you uh, have melanoma, if you have melanoma, that's not nearly as bad as ALS, for example. You also you also came out as borderline pro-Nazi one time. Um, no, 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 no. I am a listen to the Slack bot. I am pro-cancer but anti-Nazi. I'm always anti-Nazi. All right, fair enough. Maybe maybe I'm misremembering among all the other crazy things you said. Okay, okay. So so basically, what we're saying is. Uh, uh, Lush and Hara against uh, some member of the Adler family. That's 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 what you would take back. I was just curious. Now it's not against a member of the Adler family. It's definitely not against anyone that was born. Every everything I said about somebody who was born in Adler, I stand by and I repeat sevenfold. <laughs> uh, but I, I've probably said something about somebody that married into the clan. Joey, you have a tremendous uh, first thing after the ad break. You said pick a Katy Perry song to describe a Dean's team, and Wait, I'm no, almost no, 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 no. We have to talk about the cluster. Oh, 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 sorry. Oh, I think oh. it's a salient point. Okay, hit, hit, hit. can we can we can we move the cluster to one of the other uh, lower down teams when we hit Daniel? Maybe. Uh, fine, but hasn't Daniel been hit hard enough? Ooh, I, I, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to Daniel. You said pick a Katy Perry song to describe a Dean's team, and I'm almost 100 percent the wrong one. I think I'm you're almost 100 percent certain we're going to say the the right one. And for the listeners at home, I'm going to cue it up, and so it's just going to come in. Can we can we go think, one two three? Count us down. I think there's two options. All right. Well, let's find out. Count down from three. Three, two, one. Hot and cold. Told you. It's so obvious. Do you know what the other option is? No. Dark Horse. Oh, yeah. I don't even think about that as a Katy Perry song. Like, honestly, anything that she uh, wrote after 2012 is like some sort of like fake Katy Perry, like weird music robot that uh, inhabited her body. Like, everything after Last Mozze Shabbat is just not Katy Perry for me. Listen, man, in the words of one Katy Perry, you're so gay. You probably think this song is about you. Uh, I love that on. song. That's such a good song. That, Wait, that, which one? That was two songs. You're so gay. Oh, not you're so vain. No, you're so gay is really good. Um, 
uh yeah so i i'm really happy that uh that we got that right that, there is no question in my mind that we were both gonna that, that's that song is so yeah, it was purposely obvious but it's like also like right up both of our musical lanes sure yeah not as much um, as the mari cohen guy though yeah i mean you know <laughs> everyone has such that. intensity how 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 long how much of the song did you put in to the theme uh probably about a minute and a half i'm gonna use Nice, because after sixty seconds, he does. Like, I'm definitely some weird, like fake out, break out stuff at the, <laughs> the guitar, and it, 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 it's sublime. Oh, I'm not sure I'm gonna keep that uh, for you. I, I, I might be able to do that, but you know, I'm I, I posting a link like in Joey. It's gonna be in the show notes. It's gonna be in the show notes. Yeah, we give credit to the people who bring the heat. All right, but. Um, while we're on the topic of Adin's team, the, the craziest thing is that the only way that I can imagine losing to Adin this week is if the Patriots D scores 30. Are we talking about your team now? No, that, uh, Adin has Patriots D. And I think that's like by far his best player at this point. Let's see, let's... Uh, Adin starting, starting Wayne Gallman makes it far less likely that I'm going to start him in uh, daily this Sunday just so I don't have to conflicting rooting interests. Um, um, I mean, he has touchdown threats, and that's really what it comes down to. Like, Marquise Brown could always get two touchdowns. For sure. Shepard can get and two touchdowns. Wayne Gallman can get two touchdowns. Zach Ertz can get two touchdowns. Sonny Michelle cannot get two touchdowns. But the New England Patriots defense can get four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you've, you've definitely been the product of a lot of touchdown luck so far. Like, your team is probably the best team in the league. However, if we're just going to jump ahead and compare... What happened last week with your team? What happened last week with my team? Yeah. So you had um, 48. Or I forgot the number. It's either. There's I no way you I had, had 48 I think you had. No, 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 no. You had, I think you had 48 points due to touchdowns, right? Are you including the yards in that? No, I think you had eight touchdowns. Oh, wow. Good for me. And, and yeah, yeah, I think you had eight touchdowns and two interceptions. So your touchdown turnover extra points given big, like, I don't know what you want to call that stat, but your sure. extra points due to touchdowns and turnovers was plus 44. Yeah, I my, had, my touchdown to turnover points ratio was plus 44. Well, it's not a ratio. It's a differential. Sure. Call it what you want. Um, my touchdown turnover in, uh, ratio, because I had one touchdown and lost three fumbles, which I find pretty remarkable. So mine was zero, right? Wow. Yeah, that's tough. So, I mean, you have better it is touchdown your fault. threats than me, probably. So like, it's fair to maybe even give you like a 12-point expected differential over me. But at hey, 44, that's just not sustainable, you know? Sure, I mean, you know, Chris Godwin isn't going to get 150 yards and two touchdowns every week, and I know that. But, but... that's the crazy thing, because on my team, Matt Ryan threw for 400 yards, Leonard Fournette accounted for 250 all-purpose yards, Carrion Johnson accounted for 150 all-purpose yards, and none of them scored. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's what you get for, for drafting Matt Ryan. I, I'm currently starting him in DFS this Sunday in, in the Guillotine League, and I really, really don't like it. The only thing is, like, 
the rest of my team is so insanely stacked, I think I can make up for it. And Matt Ryan has explosion potential. But that's your that that, that is what you get for starting Matt Ryan. Absolutely. I mean, he he's he's a bag of dicks, and he's bad in the red zone, and he's always a threat to turn the ball over. You know, uh, for for all you guys hated on uh, Carson Wentz when I was trying to trade him. Yeah, I really think that having a, a solid quarterback that you you don't have to worry about is is, is valuable. But that's that's beyond the point. Um, well, that's something I've got to talk about later when we get to Daniel's team. But, that's uh, a good uh, tease. Should we move on to Lieb's team from suck to suck? Shout out to Lieb. Shout out to Keep Talib. This is the second time we've been recording while Keep Talib is playing. By the way, already in this young season. Well, I mean that's just that's just a factor of the fact the the Rams are a good team and good teams get uh. Yeah, and they're West Coast, so they're like night games. But uh, fight the Rashitosis. Yeah. Oh, you're playing Lee this week. Shout that's out to Lee. Shout out to Keith Lee. That's uh, a yeah, shout out. Shout out to Marcus Aldridge. But that's, this is a closer matchup than I think that you made it out to be. Well, Robert Woods and Chris Carson both had a lot of points since we started recording. They both had basically zero when we started. Now they're at nine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I see. But I'm still, I'm still not worried. Lee's team. It's 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 once Carden gets his players back, Leib has the worst team in the league. But credit where credit's due, he only has two quarterbacks on his roster. Hey, we all have things now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, this is not a good team. I don't have much to say about it. Like, there are a lot of uh, boomer bust kind of guys. MVS, Josh, not Gordon. really. Yeah, Josh Gordon and MVS are going to have their 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 ceiling is twenty. Like the ceiling is two long touchdowns and four catches. I don't think so. I I I think I think uh, that's it for MVS. I think Gordon, you know, six for two and one twenty is is in the cards. Um, but, but still in a half PPR league, you don't want a guy whose cap is six catches. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a little surprised he's not starting Alshon this week. Over uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling. Well, there's still time. Yeah, I really hope he does that because Alshon's probably going to be a top 20 receiver this week. Lieb, start Alshon. He's playing the Jets. <laughs> oh my God. Lieb, do whatever makes you happy. What makes you happy is winning and beating Joey. Anyway, uh, well, if yeah, it makes this... him happy is winning, then how could he be 0 4 this year? <laughs> He's not good at it. People think I, I wasn't able to beat the 0 3 Daniel last week, but I pulled through. People, uh, again, are saying that I'm not able to beat the got the perfect record again this week. But listen, my team, it's what we do. Record. Yeah. Um, spotless record. Spotless record. No, uh, the spot record. It's it's just one giant spot. Uh, what do you mean? If something's all black, it's spotless. I guess. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, wait, what? Jesse's a new team name? Oh, oh yeah, and he's got just- like... It's just it's just the, uh, the better version of the same name. Yeah. Plus, I think he changed his logo, and I think it's just like the Sporkle Globe. I don't know. I'm I'm coming to it now. It looks like an orange banana. Is it just an orange banana? Do you know what, like the Sporkle Globe looks like? Yeah, I did that Sporkle you sent me this afternoon. Oh, you actually took it. I just waited five seconds to press to give up because fun. Uh, I yeah. I I I went like. I put in four names that I knew were going to be in there, and I was like, wait a second, I definitely don't know the answers to this. Uh, for everybody at home, it was the top five uh, scores by Big Ten University in the NBA ever. Um, it, it's really hard. You, would, you wouldn't get... 
I'd be impressed at anybody who got more than 10% of that, honestly. Um, well, if there's one guy in the league who knows how to deal with something really hard, it's Adin. Shout can out confirm. to you. Can confirm. So let's go to Ezra and I mean, Jesse and Yaakov real quick from last week. Jesse remembered to drop Steve Gostowski and pick up a new kicker this week, which I am very impressed by. I thought he was just going to go through Sunday with an IR kicker. That would have sucked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that, that, that's, that's what I have to say about Jesse, unless there was something in the agenda. I mean, he put up 120 last week. That's very respectable. Yeah. Um, crazy that Yaakov put up 130 with four and a half from Nuke, but... I guess that's what happens when everybody, except for... He, pretty I mean, much everyone scored 10 points on his team. Yeah, that's ridiculous. No. <laughs> and if you get all your guys to score in double digits, then you're going to do all right. Yeah. Yeah, that's really even production. I still don't believe in Derrick Henry. Um, I, 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 he's not good. But Dalvin's amazing. And, and, and Hoopa is the only person who seems to know how to score touchdowns for the, for the Falcons. Honestly, Jesse still has a good team. Like that's a, this is this is a really good team, um, and we should expect big things from his team this week. There are a lot of guys on this roster who I like a lot for DFS this week. Um, David Johnson and uh, Evan. Yeah, he's Ingram, against Gavi though. Yeah, I mean, th- there's there's gonna be a lot of points in that matchup. It's you know definitely the highest projected week uh, matchup this week. And uh, and, I, and I'm especially I mean <laughs> look at how much Gavi already put up. He he was complaining that Cooper Cup wasn't in the game. He's already got 13, 13 points at halftime. But uh, you know Metcalf, damn Metcalf's got this is there. These are good teams matching up. I, I I know it's it's tough. Honestly, if Jesse loses, he's one and four. That's that's a that's a far cry from the playoffs. He well, this is what have I have to, to say that we've teased about the the cluster of teams. Right, the fact is I'm three and one in the five seed. Right. There are four teams, either one and three or zero oh and four. So these teams have really bad records now. That I think in most years there are more two and two teams. These zero oh and four teams, or these one and three teams, would be further behind the eight ball. But six teams make the playoffs, right? And there are four teams that are either one and three or zero oh and four. Mm-hmm. So somebody is going to have positive regression and mm-hmm. start winning some games to become a playoff team out of that group, right? I am yeah, more confident it's... that if you were to ask me who makes the playoffs. Veggie Bush at two and two right now, or one of those other four teams, I would take the field. Yeah, definitely, I would take the field. I think Jesse and Daniel, especially, um, like honestly, if if you if you told me a Dean or Jesse makes the playoffs, or a Dean or Daniel, just straight up, just one on one, I'd probably take either Jesse or Daniel, either one. Um, I just think there's That's a lot. Why we're more not talent. taking things from other podcasts. Just do a yeah, but that one's so good. Mamash so Milamala, you know, Mamash Milamala. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that one's stupid. Anyway, yeah, if if you ask me to 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 choose one of them, I I would definitely choose them over a Dean. Um, they're good teams. Let me ask you this: while 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 we're talking about the cluster at the bottom, if if the season continues. Um, how quickly can I clinch a playoff berth, and how soon? Like, how early is the earliest in league history? It's got to be like I don't think anyone anyone's clinched earlier than week nine before. No, no way. No way. I don't think like I don't think I'm going to. There was but. the week that the week that I think the roster I had two years ago was probably the best roster compared to field football history. 
I won 13 straight games, but I start out one and two. So I think so because I start out slow that year, I think that's uh, what takes me away. That, that that's what gives you a good. Wait, shot. you won 13 straight, so that must mean that I have the the longest act the longest win streak in Kufufu history now. If I lost, uh, we I don't know what I did the next year. Like I led the league and wins the next year also. Sad. And and the, and they won the championship the prior year, oh, but that wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Sarkin, Sarkin, that's a good thing to look up. Um, Zang. So, uh, yeah, okay. Let's, let's, uh, I mean, Yaakov's a playoff team. I think that's, uh, that's, that's pretty, uh, settled by now. Um, well, it's definitely not settled. I mean, like, you know, like, it would be surprising if, if, if he did not make the playoffs at this point. So, do you think this is the year that we finally get three Adlers in the field? Uh, based on what I just said, uh, I will say no, but, uh, it's a distinct possibility. Not to be a tiny about it, but why is Walker Buehler going for a sacrifice bunt when he already has a base knock today? Well, oh, I think we can move on. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited though that Wander Suero is warming up for the Nats. He's a he he is literally the definition of effectively wild, and on effectively wild they shat all over him, which I find really funny. Just like that girl, uh, just like the what the basis from Black <laughs> yeah, the, the engineer from the Black Keys, nice. Bring it all full circle. That that that's that that's the kind of professional, you know, uh, uh, connections that you get on on a podcast that makes it longer than seven episodes. You know, most podcasts they 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 die before seven episodes even you even reach that. You know, we're we're pushing uh, episode thirty. Wow, he bunted with. Stat? Yeah, that, that's the truth. He bunted Wait, with two strikes in a second. Uh, that's ridiculous. I, I think the ball is dead if he fouls it. What a loser. Okay. Yeah, that, that's that's terrible. Oh my god, he was like bunting at a ball that was a shins. We got to move on. This is this is ridiculously upsetting. Uh, Joey, let's talk about your team. I already said my thing about the touchdown yeah. point differential. And um, uh, so, so that's what I said. I mean, it's ridiculous that Matt Ryan threw 400 yards and Leonard Fournette had 250 all-purpose yards. Because the crazy thing is we were talking about, because I was against Daniel Devontae Adams, we were talking about Devontae Adams had 180 yards um, and no touchdowns. So we were talking about, like, what's the record for all-purpose yards and no touchdowns? And we were saying it's crazy Devontae Adams had 180. And then I go ahead that same matchup and have a guy 250 and no touchdowns. Yeah, I mean... It- me you and Joel again with again with friend slash enemy of the podcast Joel Hyman. We were talking about this and we looked up. There there are a shocking number of games with an inordinate number of uh, all purpose yards for receivers and running backs without touchdowns. It's, it's a wild thing to look up if if you're uh, into random stuff, which I know everyone listening to this podcast is. Um, if anyone's interested in the record, the uh, the record is Antonio Brown at something like 280 receiving yards and no touchdowns. It's absurd, um, Joey. This might like. This is your worst team since when? I think since your I'm first year of the league. I don't. I don't think so because I just think that I have so many guys. It's ridiculous that uh, Leonard Fournette has zero. T- I just have, I'm due for so much positive touchdown regression, so I don't buy that this is a bad team yet. I'm not saying uh, this is like a bad later. team. I'm not saying this is a bad team. I'm saying this is your worst team since your first year in the league. Well, that's because every other year I made the finals. So, well, I, yeah, I but like, <laughs> so like I just, that that's makes not it saying much. That makes it makes it noteworthy. It makes it noteworthy. I don't think that this is a finals team, not even by a long shot. Um, certainly not without midseason work, but we'll see. Anyway, um, 
Maybe next week we can uh, pull up pull up uh, your rosters from the past. We'll see if I have free time. This holiday season really cuts into the amount of prep we can do for our podcast. Um, and me having a job also definitely <laughs> cuts into the prep work we can do for Kumfufu. Um, we're already being a busy season. Let's yeah. not forget. Uh, well, you managed Let's, to still you have do a the... job. Yeah, you have a job, but you get home before me every day, even in the central time zone. Yeah, but I'm still like building stuff. I, uh, well, yeah, while we're at it, I I've been building furniture like pretty much every day after I get back from work. And I am so bad at building furniture, like shockingly bad. I put on, I built a coffee table today. When I opened it. A coffee uh, table shouldn't take you more than an hour and a half to build. The, the instruction says takes a half hour. Now, obviously these things are ridiculous and it takes a half hour if you already know how to build it. And these things are always, always underselling how long it takes to, to build these things. But it must've taken me three hours. And I, 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 I are you a man? I admit, well, first off, I have terrible fine motor skills, but that really has very little to do with it. It just makes it like more frustrating. Tony, let me ask you this. I put on the you're, same you're, piece backwards three times. Can I ask you a question? An honest question. I want you to give me your honest answer. Hit me. Your genitals, are they on the inside of your body or the outside? Outside of my body, inside of your mom's. Nice. It was too so, easy. I, I, knew, I knew where I knew where you were going from the second too you said that. Like my mom. If <laughs> 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 my mother listening, which I know she's not, mom, I, I humbly ask you for money. <laughs> no, no, I have to email her. I have to email her. Oh my god, susanelef at gmail dot com. Oh my goodness, I bet you that's her email. Um, it is not. Wow. Or maybe it is, and you don't know about it. Any, anyway, that was that was the craziest. That was, wow. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's move on to Daniel's team because Daniel, Daniel, I think has a good team. I think he still is very much in the mix to make the playoffs. But if you know, if, if he finishes the season three and ten, uh, which is completely within the realm of possibility, like he immediately well, he's on pace to finish on thirteen. Exactly. He if he finishes even the season four and nine, he is immediately on Buffalo Bills watch. I don't know what that means. The Buffalo Bills made the Super Bowl every year. Yeah, I mean, like whatever. Like he was he was a favorite. I'd say each of the last three years and didn't come up with any hardware. Um, and now his team kind of feels like it's falling apart, even though it's a really good team. Okay, so I just want to get into Daniel. And Daniel's mother. So, what? Um, so, I was uh, trash talking Daniel a little um, over the weekend, and was he in DC? What was he in uh, Kent Mill for? This, uh, this is just uh, via via messenger. Nice. So, he he was talking some trash, and I said strong words from a kid that's going to be zero and four in a few hours. Right, and that roots for a baseball team that's never won a playoff series. Ooh, and then he going said, for the, "Going for the loins." And then he said, "I shall floor you this week." And then I said to him, "Well, so far your floor is ninety-five points. Are you saying you'll do even worse than that?" And then he goes out and he doesn't floor me. He scores like ninety-seven points. <laughs> so, he 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 was floor plus two. Right. So then uh, I bring up again that I sent that he essentially floored me. Um, and then he said, yeah, my season's done. What a disaster. And then I said, this is where it gets tough. 
is, I said, is, is this where Daniel is at his happiest? Well, I said, Nat's season is just starting, right? Ooh. And then he says, it'll be over soon. Yeah, I just feel like... Tough cookies being... all around by Daniel. <laughs> I bet you that the moment when Daniel was like most at ease during the um, Naz Brewers game was like maybe... I don't know, 10 minutes before uh, the Juan Soto hit, like when all was wrong with the world. Like, Do we ever Jen- find out what Juan Soto was doing, by the way? Apparently, yeah, yeah. There have been articles written about it. Apparently, he's been doing that little slidey thing all year. He's already, well, why'd I've he already get seen- out? Oh, because he was a dummy and ran to third. That's the whole reason? Just because he's an idiot? Yeah, I mean, he was pretty hype, and I don't want to take that away from him because he was sick. Yeah, but they could have lost because he could have been just had a runner on second. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you don't want Daniel, to make the last out of an inning going to third. I don't know if you know that about baseball. Daniel, what are you doing starting Seattle defense against the Rams? Like, what, I, that wild. Oh, he's already starting them? I was going to say yeah. there's time, but there's not no, time. No, there's not time. They already only have three points. It's really tough. Um, but the other thing I want to say about Daniel's team, which I Daniel's team, which is emblematic of the league this year, which yeah. goes back to touchdown positive regression, touchdown negative regression. He's definitely, he's due for a lot of TDs. Well, Daniel has two weeks below 100 points. That's really low. Out of of four, right? If anybody's keeping track at home, that's really low. Right, so going through his weeks, he had 135 the first week. And week three, he had 151, right? But the other two weeks, he scored below 100. And what I think this... The, the NFL with such high scores now and such variability like that and who scores a touchdown, everything going crazy like that. It's just everyone's going to have these wild point swings, right? So that's what I'm saying about your team, which you have to watch out for is you've had a lot of touchdowns so far, but A, Christian McCaffrey is beginning too many touches. That's, that's, you, sh- you should be, you should be nervous when he's getting this many touches, you know? Um, honestly, like, I, I'm not nervous about that. Well, you ought to be. He's on pace for the most touches in the season in NFL history. Zang, is he really? That yeah. is crazy. That so is... That's what I'm saying. That's wacky taffy. Um, yeah, like yeah. Chris Godwin, like two touchdown games. You just don't no, know. No, that's I know. Why. It, just, and that's your team specifically. I'm saying Daniel's team. There's just a lot of touchdown variability this year, and it's going to lead to wilder point swings, right? Somebody asked if this was the... High, the lowest scoring week in league history last week after we had the second highest scoring week in league history the week before. And it wasn't the lowest scoring week in league history, not even close, but the, the fact that that question was asked a week after so the high scoring week um, just goes to show that's going to be a lot of point variability this season, which will make every match so easier and make the playoffs. Anything can happen more so than ever in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally true. Um while, while we're uh, on the subject of very low points, let's talk about Ezra real quick. Let's go back to my matchup with him because, you know, for, for, all, of, uh, for, for all of my reverse jinxing, you know, Ezra was pretty confident in my reverse jinx that he was going to win. And he outfloored Daniel coming up with uh, just 88 points. Which just goes to my prior point that there's just going to be crazy point swings this whole season. Yeah, and let's do let's do a little rewind because two weeks ago I offered at, like right after uh, Big Ben uh, went out for the year, I offered um, the fuck's his name Ezra. 
Ezra, Gavi, Adian, Chris Yaku, Godwin. Daniel, I offered Lee. Chris Godwin and uh, and Matt Breida for Juju Smith Schuster, and the holdup was that he didn't like uh, that he didn't like you know Breida enough. But right now, surely Ezra would just take Godwin for Schuster straight up. You know, Mamash yeah. Mama. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too true. And you know, it, that alone uh, would have been an enormous swing in our matchup. But um, it just it just goes to show you that uh, you know these things can change very quickly. All right. Yeah. That wraps up our that wraps up our matchups. Have we said everybody's name? Um. Uh, yeah, but I do. I do want to touch on one thing that just recently happened in the Slack while we were recording. Lee posted that he thinks that um, all uh, all toe tap touchdowns should be worth seven points, and I honestly think that's a, a conversation that's worth merit. So I just wanted to give it a real quick, maybe two minutes right here, you and me. What do you think about the toe tap seven points? No, t- touchdowns are already worth too much. The fact that a sixty yard run is worth the same as a fifty five yard catch, which is already stupid, which is worth the same as a touchdown. Touchdowns are already too powerful of a driving force in this league. Uh, there's no reason to give them more. Um far more for if we want to give points away for free, I'm far more in favor of giving points to tackles for loss. Yeah, I mean definitely that, that- it, it, it feel it would feel weird to be a league that scored tackles for loss, but that is easily the most logically uh, sound argument in terms of changing points. The uh, tackle for loss, absolutely without question. Okay, so we're gonna move on. Ready to talk about my date? Yeah, was it with uh, Addy or Lee girl or the other one? Well, it did not occur. Oh, yeah, there was this date. It would have been my uh. First ever career day. I'm sure everybody knows that I've been uh, recently dumped. Um, so I was going to go on my first career date with a Gentile, and not just any Gentile. This girl was a five foot ten blonde Division One swimmer at the University of Michigan, and, and, is, and she was and she was good looking. If the, the rest is, of it didn't belie <laughs> that fact, I'm not gonna lie. You just. You just listed a real sexy lineup there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lee, she looks like Lee, she looks like I'm not exaggerating. Ami saw a picture. Ami can confirm. She looks like a five foot ten Miss McLean. Wow. Wow. And I, I'm not even gonna lie, you know, Ezra asked Lieb if uh if watching the toe tap touchdown from the Steelers Cardinals touchdown makes him uh, you know, make a mess in his pants and i and lieb said he will not confirm nor deny and i feel very similarly about things you just described so <laughs> um so what happened was we made these plans uh we are gonna go on this date um hopefully maybe her place after you know but yeah then, you don't want to be bringing people back to the two-bedroom um uh, but then um whether it's whether she was being honest or not um the the day before the date was supposed to occur she texted me saying that um, she actually has to cancel our date because she just started dating a guy and she wants to see it through um, instead of, you know, wants to commit to that um, to see if it's the real deal before instead of just dating around, which honestly, like, I, I respect that she was honest about that. It didn't ghost me. It's been a while since I've been in the app game. I forgot about like how many of these dates don't actually end up happening. Yeah, the apps are rough. Yeah, since, I've moved, since I've moved to Nashville, I've gotten exactly zero matches. Zank. Brutal. I am Zank. I am do some push ups, man. 
I, I, I literally go to the gym four times a week. I work out really hard. I, I, get on I, the Photoshop I, game. My, get a I penis pump. Pi- I got all new pictures this summer. Like I, I have no idea. I'm in a rut. I'm in a rut. Um, the, it is a good transition. Uh, last Saturday night, I went out for the first time in Nashville. And uh, I literally know nobody under the age of like 35 in town. So I was going out by myself. And the first bar I went to, it was brutal. I mean, literally everybody was in groups and it was impossible to approach people. And so I was just like drinking by myself. And it was like not, not the zone. And so I was like, you know what, I'll Uber to the bars downtown. This was like in a like more in town kind of thing. Downtown in Nashville is like where the tourists and like the bachelorette parties are. And I figured like that was like a trashier and thus easy, more easily accessible kind of vibe. And so in my uh, Uber pool on the way down, because Uber pool from one side of town to the other is $3.80, which is amazing in Nashville. Yeah, cities that aren't DC, Boston, and New York are just, they're and much LA. better cities than cities that are DC, Boston, yeah. New York, and LA. Yeah, so I met I met a couple guys in my Uber pool, and they were kind enough to uh, invite me to hang out with them and their friends. And that is so, kind. yeah, it really was. I appreciate it, and uh, I might go out again with them uh, this Saturday night. Really good guys. Um, and but while, so while I was hanging out with them, I, it was like much easier to approach people I didn't know because I was with the group, and it wasn't like I was just like walking around approaching random people, like you know, like some mm-hmm. sort of creep. I go up to this girl. She, you know, she is a cute girl, but not insanely hot. I would I wouldn't even call her hot. She's just like cute and looks like someone I would enjoy hanging out with. Like you know what I'm saying? Hanging out with or hanging out in? Both. Okay. Um and so I go up to her and she's like w- dancing with her friend and I ask <laughs> if I can buy her a drink and like she and her friend are like eyeing the stairs um and I'm just like trying to like do my best I am sexy and also not threatening look because in a trashy bar it is easy to be like disgusting and creepy and I don't, you know, that's not my vibe. And they're just like, uh, and she's like, oh, no, it's okay. She comes back up and like I saw them like kind of looking in my direction. So I, so I went back over. I was like, hey, just no pressure. I wanted you to know the offer is still on the table. And, and while we're here, I, I just wanted you to know my mother says I'm very respectful because I thought it was funny and ridiculous. And like, what did I have to lose? It did not. It did not work. No, she was not interested. She did not respond uh, after that. No, so no, no, no beans on the apps. No, no beans in real life. It's a, it's a bit of a tough transition to the, to the bitty game in Nashville. For so between, so between the disappearance of your uh, famous game and the fact that you can't put a coffee table together, I'm gonna ask you once again: <laughs> Are your genitals on the inside or the outside of your body? If it weren't for your mom, I wouldn't know. Are genitals on the inside or outside of her body? Right now, she's in the bathroom. I think we should wrap it up. (laughs) Which I did not do when I was with your mom. Let's fucking go. Damn. Damn. It's a good thing she's in her 60s. And I know you're disease-free. So honestly, I'm okay with that. Oh my god, wait, 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 wait. wait. Real quick, speaking of which, I started a, a TV show on Netflix last night, like some British show. The premise is like this guy is trying to, you know, find love. It's kind of like How I Met Your Mother, but instead of the premise being like, you know, like all these ridiculous How I Met Your Mother shenanigans, this dude found out he had chlamydia and he had to tell all these girls that he's had sex with in the past two years. And it's really funny. Damn. That's, that's, that's tough. Which is kind of yeah. crazy because like that show, it's so, it's, it's pretty innocuous when you say chlamydia, 
but you know, it could just as easily be AIDS. You know, like that show takes a much different vibe. You know, <laughs> that is definitely true. The the it's like, it's the same best thing with like the the post the post facto of this whole like Sam Darnold having mono thing, right? Like, oh, he's got mono. That's funny. Like, one time I had mono, but right, and it's so fun. But it could just as easily be AIDS. L- yeah, not an LCQ because I don't know the answer. How many people in our league have had mono? I'm gonna say three. I don't know. I know for a fact Gabe has. He's the only one I know for sure. I don't know. Shot, uh, hit us up an email at gmail.com if you know the answer. Um, Carden and a dog? No, we're supposed to speak vaguely about it. I'm pretty sure that's as vague as it gets. I don't know. We said dog. I, I mean, we could be talking about a fish because we often uh, mix Hebrew and English here. Quam. So, so I'm saying, uh, I don't know. I, I don't have all the details, but what if the dog, what, what if it glugs loudly? Maybe... Maybe they're maybe they're wrong. Maybe maybe the dogs are loud. Listen, I'm inclined to take the side can, of. Can you our, can our, you our, can you not like move the mic around like that? I keep hearing like a kind of a rubbery rubber against yeah, rubber or something. Yeah, thanks. So I'm inclined. I'm inclined to take the side of my friend to take the side of Confuffle Zone, Jason Carden. But maybe they're loud. I'm just saying we don't have all the information. I literally have no idea what you're talking about, and I'm fine with it. You didn't listen to the recording? Oh, no, I'm behind. Honestly, I'm behind. It's like five minutes, and he gets heated. If you want to see Should Jason just... going at 130%, if you want to see Jason's rendition of Mari Cohen, <laughs> listen to that <laughs> recording. He is heated. Honestly, maybe I'll listen to the, the Jason thing right after we do this and then record an outro. Just so I can get just just so I can get some uh, Jason takes. Um, Joe, you got any you got any parting shots before before we go? I've got some really nice uh, outro music queued up, ready to roll. Oh my Dang goodness, that. Anthony Rendon, incredible play! Stop that! Oh, stop oh, that! Stop oh. that! You're also like four plays behind. I don't I don't know how I'm literally watching on live TV. How many pitches is Corbin throwing? Ninety five. Oh, then you're ahead of me. I'm at 93. Ah, bitch. You have a really exciting play ahead of you. Okay. <laughs> like, really, really exciting play. Oh, my goodness. They're showing the replay now. Absurd. Everybody should watch this. Oh, he oh, is also, I saw that. Was that crazy play in the Red Sox and Royals game, the Stevie Wilkerson catch, when he, like, went over the wall? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, it was. Yeah, that, that was, was a really good play. catch. Well, yeah, also, also. Plays. Uh, the last play of the Orioles-Red Sox game uh, in the last game of the season was also really good. Uh, I'm going to cut off your Rabbi Weinberg takes. We can save them for another time. Well, yeah, um, it's not relevant if you didn't hear Jason's thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. So so we'll catch that oh, next that week. Oh, that was I, a sick play. Yeah, I told you. Um, next week, uh, I want to do a High Holidays wrap-up next week. Um, I'm not exactly sure when the when the podcast will come out next week because the holidays are going to be crazy. Um, well, it's one but, holiday. It's 25 hours. Oh right, right. That's not a two week, two day week. So, uh, yeah, yeah. We should have a regular regular podcast next week. We'll probably record Thursday night again. Um, yeah, uh, for Joey, for Kumfufful, for Fork, I'm Tony Levitt. For Ami Cohen. For, for Ami Cohen. For Mari Cohen. And uh, for Mari Morphin. <laughs> we're here for all the people. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's Mari really Morphin's a... name? Mari. No, but what's her last name? Oh, Grishka. Gross. That's that's a downgrade.
Definitely. Definitely. Not quite like uh, Bloomfield to Hyman, but it's not great. Um, uh, for, <laughs> for Ariel Bloomfield Hyman, I'm Tony Levitt, and this is the Kumpulful Podcast. We'll see you next week. Shana Tova. reasonable that's not a reasonable amount of super swiping i only i'm only i've only been in the game for a couple weeks so you know i mean you were also in the game before yeah but you were also had you were also in the game that period of time in college when you downloaded tinder and then didn't put a picture and just swiped while you were on the john dang good memory that was that's easily a top three favorite joey Elif memory of mine dang <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, that was that was easily, easily one of my favorite Joey Elf memories because like it was so ridiculous because not only did you like not want to do it, like you you, you said you got matches. Yeah, so, so you're not getting matches. I didn't have a profile. I know. And like I don't know, like I I I, I literally have no idea. Like, should I change ch- like should I change my written thing? Like, I think my written things I change them all the time, and I think they're pretty witty. Like, I don't think like uh, you know I'm not gonna be like writing oh five nine, but I work out, you know. <laughs> Maybe you oughta. I don't think I should. Do you have a picture of you holding a fish? I have a picture of me holding a dog, puppy. Not a fish. No, that's unsexy. <laughs> it's a good thing I pressed record again. I got that one nice. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. Really, I was saying like this is good tent. I know. Okay. <laughs> I was Wait, like, when did you start? I don't know. Sometime, sometime in the swipe, or maybe around the time when you said you uh, super swipe uh, once a week. Oh, so you got the memory thing? The oh, top yeah. Three memory. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Ooh, I got a uh, new. Uh, I got a new a uh, new Twitter file. I'm getting like. Slowly, some new new Twitter following because of work. It's cool. All right, I'm just gonna live swipe a little bit. Which app do you want? Hinge, Bumble, or Tinder? Mm-hmm. Bumble. Bumble's the one I have the most familiarity with. Bumble, I think. Like, I really think though that Tinder has the best interface, which makes like even though I think Tinder is the least likely to to bear fruit. Oh wait, shake back. Who's this? How often do you shake? Oh, oh. rarely. Guess, guess the name. G- re- definitely Goyish, uh, and she's obviously blind. Lauren Soroka. Mike Soroka. Best song of all time. That's my girl's name, by the way. Mike Soroka? No, Lauren Soroka. Oh, is that? Uh, no, that girl's name is Bailey. Mike Soroka. Dude, I'm in the South. There are a lot of those kinds of names. Mike Soroka is a sick name. Better than Griffin Canning. I do love me some Griffin Canning. Are you in or out on belly button rings? I'm out on belly buttons. Oh, yeah. That sucks for you because belly button rings are hot as fuck. Oh, and you can't even super swipe on Bumble. Well, you can't. You just have to pay for it. Yeah. But who's paying for it? Uh, (laughs) 
Try not. You know what to you be, can do though. Try not to be that guy. Oh, he didn't get in. That's rough. What can you do? And that's a girly touchdown against you. Oh, is it really? Yeah. What? Oh, Harris. Damn it. You're right. It is. 